0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play, powered by BlueBet. Campbell responsibly, call 1 800 858 858.
1: Well, good day everyone. Jason Stevens here. Welcome to the spirit of sport. Thanks so much for joining us. It's my absolute privilege to have this guest in the studio. He's a former rugby league champion having played origin and repping his country on many many occasions he's a former teammate and a friend as well he became the second player ever to score a hat-trick of tries on debut for australia later that year he became one of only four players to win the clive churchill medal from a losing side I was in ninety three when the Dragons took on the Broncos. Unfortunately, I was part of that side, albeit for one very small minute, but more <laughs> on that later. He's faced many challenges on the field, but he's faced greater challenges offered.
0: Brad Mackay, welcome to the Spirit of Sport. Thanks, Big Jay. So good to have you here, mate. It's great to be here, mate. I'm sitting here with you, an ex teammate, an ex you know, really good, mate. Um, yeah, it's it's I hope it's fun. It will be,
1: it will be, mate. You're always a good laugh at training. I've got to say, I know people can't see, but you look fantastic. You're, you're training? Obviously, you're training.
0: Yeah, mate. Um, train a few times a week, you know. I think I just, yeah, don't eat the right foods more than, more than train. Yeah, uh, right. Um, and a bit of both. Yeah, I train pretty hard.
1: No, you look fantastic, mate. Well, we've got some getting to know your questions for our listeners. And uh, just whatever comes to mind, just fire it away. You ready?
0: Yep. What was your first concert? My first concert was the Angels. Back in the day. <laughs> I just remember them. Where, where was that at? Um, I don't know. I, I saw them so many times it became blurry, but they were my first band that I ever saw. And and then they become like the band that I knew every word to every song. Oh, wow. And, um, and then, you know, as time went on, I, I, I started liking the Cold Chisel and Midnight Oil and all those old and bands that we used to see at pubs. and. Um, a few mates used to go and see some alternative rock and roll and Like uh, a band called Radio Birdman They're probably my, my most favourite band It's my most favourite song um, they sing And um, we used to go and see them everywhere they played Everywhere we could And it was, uh, it was lively back then You'd go to Sutherland Pub and you'd see a band You'd go to you know, on Wednesday nights we go to the St. George Sailing Club and there'd be bands like the Divinals, there'd be um, Mondo Rock, you know, all those sort oh of... God. Yeah, It's a, blast. a we, we, blast. We saw the Divinals with, like, there was 20 people in there. No. Yeah, it, 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 they, they, they all those bands were starting out. And on Wednesday night we'd go down there and we'd... Um, we, we'd go down there every, way, every week anyway. And we'd see these bands for like $4, $5, $6. But back then that was... That was a decent fee, the four or five. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, wasn't. yeah. It wasn't the best. Even then, we start. We tried to sneak in. Oh, yeah. Well, actually. <laughs> the it wasn't looking, so we sneak in that way. You know, our,
1: uh, our good friend uh, Tony Grace from the Harbour Agency. He, he's the agent of the Angels. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, they're big footy guys too. There you, know. you go. Yeah. Doc Nissen. He comes from South Australia. I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. There you go. Well, what was your first job? My first job when I came out of school was um, as a fibreglasser for two weeks. I got a job in a factory fibreglassing. And I just got that itchy from, from coming home at night. And the guys goes, oh, you'll get used to it. <laughs> where, were, where was that at? That was at Tarrant Point. Tarren Point. I, I don't think it's open anymore, that factory. But, um, and then I worked for a mate. Uh, and then I left that job after two weeks because I just didn't get used to the itchy. Um, And I started as a labourer for a fencing company. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I've never worked so hard in my entire life as a labourer carrying fence palings and digging holes and posts and and, and removing fences. And it was – there's no way I could do that job what I did when I was 16 now. Like, I, I don't know how I got through it. Because uh, for three dollars an hour, for three dollars, an <laughs> and, and and some days we'd only work three hours. <laughs> that's nine dollars. <laughs> that's not much cash,
1: but but that's interesting. That wasn't while you were playing, though, was it?
0: No, no, that no. was when I was uh, fifteen, sixteen. Right. Um. I, I I intended to go to Year Twelve as a as a kid, but I remember um, when I left Year Ten, I didn't realise. You know, my mum said, well, I'm not – I was 15. She said, I'm not not giving you, like, pocket money for this entire holidays. You can go and get a job. And when I got a job, I liked having a bit of money, and um, which was – so I never went back to school. And, um, yeah, so that was what happened when I was young. And and it wasn't – I didn't get an apprenticeship until I was uh, 18 with the Dragons. And, uh, yeah. And, of course,
1: it's very different to the – the apprenticeships they they give now to, to Yeah. <laughs> I think my first one with the Dragons was two hundred dollars. Oh the, the
0: contract? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was Mine was fifteen, hundred. <laughs> I I had the wrong agent, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry 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 Eden. Harry yeah. Eden. That's right. Most embarrassing moment.
0: Oh, this is well, it depends. I cause level of embarrassment, I, I sort of put my foot in I put my foot in my mouth so often I don't get embarrassed that much. But I think when I was young, I, we, uh, me and my friends, used to go out to parties and with friends. And one night it was it was a cold winter's party, so we all had big jackets on. But we we're in the backyard talking, and you know there was a lot of pretty girls there. And I thought, oh, this is a good party, you know. And I was going around, and um, I did. I was talking to as many girls as I could, but you know, I was. Uh, you know when you're at a party and you feel like there's something going on but you're not a part of it? Anyway, later on the night I took my jacket off and I had, I think, six pegs, pegged to the back collar. I had a fragile sticker on my back and a piece of ham on my shoulder. No wonder I couldn't pick a girl. You know, all my mates. It's a great you know, icebreaker, though.
1: It's a great icebreaker, though.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that none oh, of them gave funny. it away. Like, that's funny. You know, we used to do that all the time like um you'd be walking along with some sticker on your back or you'd be walking along with a peg and you you know on your shirt
1: did and... <laughs> you remember one of the yeah uh, i don't know if you were there but one of the trips away with with St George we were going to i don't i'm not sure you were there we were going to Hawaii and uh one of the guys, uh, I think it was Peter Myrtle, <laughs> said to said to one of the players that oh we're all wearing suits. Yeah, you we know, it's a triple to Hawaii. We're all wearing suits. Oh. And one of the players everyone's in boardies and end of the year you're so tired. He comes in his club uniform. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You missed that. I've actually missed the, the locker room sort of band yeah, stuff a lot yeah. actually.
0: What about the one where um, you know you you make a rep team and you know, you, you get a phone call f- over, over the phone. Like, you don't, you don't get them these days. You get a phone call in your room and it's a reporter and can you, can you please meet me downstairs? We're doing a big uh, story about you. And, and put your jacket on if you don't mind. We might take a photo and your tie and everything. So you get down there and you're sitting around and all the other players are, are over in the peripheral watching, laughing. And you go, oh, oh they got me. And, and then you just go on to get the next guy. and That's It's right. hilarious.
1: I think the best one I've seen of that is when I was at the Sharks. Uh, Chris Beattie, he, w- there was this trainer, Aaron Salisbury, and he was a very good trainer. Came from the <laughs> Melbourne Storm, and, you know, very strict, disciplined, and, and so forth. And I think Beattie had, had had enough because he was just—they were pounding us in the off-season—and he, he got all this, he bought all this fish, and just shoved it in his exhaust pipe. And the guy for days was just within no what the smell was <laughs> <laughs> in the end. The car conked out.
0: <laughs> that was
1: fishing. That was probably, oh. one of, probably one of the best. Probably one of the best. Do you have a favourite movie?
0: I do. I do. I have uh, – I've, I've probably thought about this question. I've probably got a few. And um, one is The born Identity. Do you remember that? Of course I do. I, I read the movie. I'm oh, Sorry, read the book. I read all the books before I, I right, saw the movies. Right. And uh
1: is that good to do that? Because I didn't do it with Lord of the Rings, which is
0: probably my favorite. Yeah. my
1: favorite trilogy. But I
0: think it is because I did it with um, Game of Thrones. I read all the books. Did you before I saw one Game of Thrones? Everyone's wow. going on about the Game of Thrones, and I, I, I got in halfway through one series. I watched it ten minutes. I walked away. So, and that's the thing.
1: That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't go back and read the books because oh. I thought, oh, I don't want to ruin. The, I, I love the films, Lord of the Rings, yeah. so much. Everyone says, oh no, no, they weren't as good as the books. But I go. Oh man, how did yeah. they not be as good as what the a books?
0: disappointment the last series was, the last show, the, the finale. The, what the, uh, Game the of Game Thil- of Thrones? I, I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't, didn't watch it. No, oh, I didn't watch the series. It was no. lame.
1: really, really, yeah.
0: All um, right. But yeah, so so the born the born books. Oh, the Bourne movies. I
1: loved them. Did they do it justice? Did Matt Damon do it justice?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, a movie leaves out probably half of what's written in a book.
1: Which you have to, because for time you just can't. Yeah, they did 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 it justice.
0: Um, And probably my up there with him is uh, Blades of Glory.
1: Blades of Glory? Uh, Is that Will Smith? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's Michael Michaels.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. oh really? That's funny. That's a funny movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good. I've got so many like enjoyable movies that are favourites from all all different sides of things. You know. Yeah, yeah, genre. that's right.
1: Well, are you a comedy man? Or a, very much. You, yeah. A, yeah, yeah.
0: Probably more of a serious movie. Like, I like to sit down and get lost in it. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, comedies are good, though.
1: Yeah, they are. Did <laughs> you see Will, Will Ferrell's his latest one about Eurovision? No, I haven't Did seen that. No, it's good. It's is funny. It? He's very funny. Uh, do you have a, a a pet hate?
0: Yeah, but I'm going to upset a lot of people That's um, okay Yeah? <laughs> Cyclists? <laughs> well, to their defence, the poor guys, it's
1: not their fault But it's the roads are just not... It's so hard Yeah It's so hard,
0: okay. don't you think? <laughs> you will upset a Okay, so a few. when you take them over you finally get around them, yeah. and then you get to a set of satellite, and they go sliding up the centre. You got to do it again. Is that like got go to go? Like I don't mind. Like just make you your turn. Again. Go back. Go order. back.
1: Go back. they have got
0: to take over you again. But the argument is, you got a car, a <laughs> bike. <laughs> Look, um, that was more no, less no, no I, cheat.
1: no, I hear, I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> is there a person from history you'd like to have met?
0: Oh wow, I didn't see that. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Uh. Probably heaps. I mean, imagine meeting Genghis Khan. You know, he he owned the world, more more land space in the world than anybody ever. Um, and he was a conqueror and all that kind of stuff. And and, and Genghis Khan. I read I read all these books. This one series by Con Igledon, and, and and it's like you know he's using exact history as much as he could, but he fills in the the the, the gaps with uh, mm. with fiction, and um, amazing. You know, like if if you fought hard. If you fought hard against him and, he, and, and, and they didn't kill you, he, he could make, if you liked what you did on the other yes. side, he'd make you a general of his army. Right. Because you, 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 you battled heroically. And, um, and what, what era was that? Excuse uh, me. 1400s, I think. 1400s, right.
1: Yeah. Was that in India? Was that Genghis Khan?
0: India. No, Genghis Khan was Mongolian. Mongolian, right. Yeah. Okay. And they were all these nomadic tribes, and he was the first person to, to, to join them all up. And, They had amazing skills with their horses. They could, they could, they practised. So when a horse is running, there'll be a moment when all four legs are in the air and that's when they would sit up on their saddle. Well, they didn't have a saddle. They sat up on the horse and that's when they loosed their bows. Wow. That's how, that's how perfect they were. Yeah, right. So you're a bit of a history buff? No. Oh, you're not. Oh, I I do. I enjoy enjoy it. I enjoy reading it now, but I I enjoy reading his books because... So how did you come across it? Like... Uh, he told me about. Oh, okay. it. He goes, you will not be able to, You will not be able to put this book down. Really? The first one, Lords of the Bow, it's called, and he was right. I could not put it down. Wow. Okay. And I'm going to check that out. Um, and then from there, he, he's writing that. Con Eagledon, he did a series on the uh, on Caesar, uh, Julius Caesar, and he did a series on. I just finished a book on um, Greece, Athens, the Spartans. Wow. Oh, not the Spartans. The Spartans were part of it, but the Athenians fighting against the um, Persians, waiting for their invasion. Wow. I read the first book of a series of three, but I'm waiting for the others to come out. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's sort of history without sort of pushing history. Like yes. I enjoy yes. learning because I'm reading something really interesting. Yes. And, and now I know a, a, a vague um, blueprint of what history was about in those days. So wow,
1: wow. That's yeah. fascinating.
0: Yeah, I didn't yeah.
1: did know that about you. <laughs> no, no, it's right, it's great. Is there something you
0: wish you were better at? Or? Oh, yeah. So no one in the world has got less dancing and singing skills than me. Oh, I was going to bring that up later. <laughs> because do you I, remember oh. you took me to church and I was like new to church and people <laughs>
1: singing at church and I'm just... Thinking about this whole God thing, and I remember you singing so loud and going, <laughs> There is no God. How can, how can a God allow a <laughs> voice like that? It well, was the worst. It was uh, so often. It was so off. Actually, it reminds me of in, in Australian <laughs> Idol where they spring on the ones who think they can sing, and they're the worst singers you've ever heard. But they generally think, I oh, just, you remind
0: me. <laughs> I remember one Sorry, time. Sorry, mate, I don't want to bring this down. I don't I want to bring it down. Um, uh, Joe, my wife, looking up and just starting laughing at me, and I'm looking down. I'm going, "What's funny?" And she was just looking at me, laughing. She you can't eat yourself, can you? <laughs> but that's not the worst of it. I, I, dancing, I, I, I wish I was a better dancer. I don't care about singing; but, um, I'm bad at it. But I wish I was a better dancer. Really, I, uh, always did. Always wished I could get up on the dance floor and and you know, I'd have to be I'd have, I'd have to be too drunk to to dance. Properly, you know, like, but there was always that medium, right? I don't know whether it took six beers or seven beers. I never worked it out. I think it was different every time. But you'd have six beers and you go, Yes, I'm loose enough to get on the dance floor now. And it'd last for about 10 minutes, you know, that high. And then I'd just, and then I'd lose my confidence. I'd look around and I'd go, oh.
1: You had a classic two step. I can remember
0: that. <laughs> I do remember that. But oh.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's, but it's not too late. To take it, but I can't give you any advice, Brad. I, I did dancing with the stars. I came last. <laughs> <laughs> And I accidentally broke my dance partner's leg. <laughs> so let's just say... I'm, you did well, mate. I can't help you, you mate. I, I say you crazy.
0: I remember <laughs> in that Dancing with the Stars, Ian Roberts did it. And oh, he went
1: it. well. Did he win it?
0: Yeah, he went well, but I remember or the second. first night, I think it was that Chris McKenney goes, mate, you danced like a block of units. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did very well. Yeah, yeah he did. He, he got good. through. Big man, wasn't he? The thing you did growing up that made your parents the most upset?
0: Oh, without a doubt... Um, When I was experimenting with with marijuana and smoking pot, you know, I was 14. Wow. And, um, you know, I I grew up in a good area. Um, It's kind of funny. I I grew up in Ramsgate slash Cogra, and I went to Ramsgate Primary School and then I went to James Cook Boys High School. And for some reason, that was a good school, you know, very multicultural. You know, we had everything there. Um, As you know, you grew up in in the same area. Um, Very multicultural area. For some reason we had so much sort of like, you know, social drugs and, and, and later on suicides. Wow. I've got about three mates from school there that, that have uh, that succumbed to suicide. And, wow. And, and it always had to do with drugs. It wow. always sort of, if you look back, and I, I know the kids, I don't know statistics will tell you this, but I know mm. them because I grew up with them, and it always it was drug related. I mean, if you had a taken the drugs out of their life somehow, yes, yes. they wouldn't have thought about suicide. They would have been... You know, mentally much stronger. Yeah, so I used to. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's caused me, man. Driving, smoking marijuana at 14 has caused me mental issues over my life. Really? So yeah, you know, at 14 I was having panic attacks. Wow. Didn't even know what they were. Wow. Wow. And um, and that it sort of those those anxiety attacks sort of come upon you every come upon me every 10 years or something. But you know you know what they are. When I was 14, I was sitting in the back of a Tarana smoking marijuana with some friends. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this, this thing hit me like this mental sort of... And I was having an anxiety attack, but I wow. didn't know what it was. Mm, mm. And um, I said, let me out of the car, let me out of the car, what's going on? You know? Wow. My head just exploding. I was just in a panic about something I didn't know. I didn't know what I was in a panic. And I was sitting in the back, in the middle of a terrain, a two door Taurana. I'm going, get me out, get me out! Wow. You know, the boys go, what's wrong? And uh, oh no, I got out of the car, and I just felt like running. And, I, and but but that wasn't going to solve it. And um, and um, uh, yeah, so I felt like just running down the down the street, and and and, and of course, you know, there was there was four. 14, 15 year old guys And the guy driving Was the brother of one of them He was 18 And that we all had They all had their theories On what, I, what happened to me <laughs> yeah, Oh man You're having a, a seizure You're just having a seizure man <laughs> the dog nerves, you, got, yeah. you got epilepsy man oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what epilepsy I, don't, think I'm, I it, don't know It's funny Because when I was
1: younger I, I, I did get offered um, Drugs Once And I just remember This feeling coming over me Like No just remember just saying no. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, I to this day, like, I, you know, I just, I remember my friends, and I, I've got to say, I remember the friends who did it, and I've got to say, I know this is a generalisation, but but they were really good athletes, and they never reached their potential mm. uh, in high school, because they, they went down that path, and it just, it's, it's it is sad how, how, how it can move you away from your, your destiny, yeah. you know, when you... Your skills, and, yeah. and it's been normalised a lot. Yeah. Marijuana, do you know what I mean? Not that's to get that's not, why not I took not it as to it
0: to soft, it's just a drug, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's I, right. It affected me forever, really.
1: Would you ever tell your... So you told your parents?
0: Yeah, I had to. I had to. I, I was actually going to a psychiatrist who told, finally told me what it was, panic attack.
1: Oh, wow, okay. And, um,
0: so I went on medication for a while, and um, I got over it in time. Yeah, but it was, but but then what happens is you get you get ang- anxious about anxiety attacks, so you get right. like a, you get like another layer on top.
1: Yes, yes. so you're,
0: you're 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 freaking out that you might have a, a, a panic attack. Yeah, and uh, and it gets all sort of convoluted in your mind, and you know, I just I remember going to the doctor, just give me a pill to make it stop. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But, yeah, of course. But having said that, that was the last time I ever touched drugs.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: Uh, And and that smell, whenever I could smell that smell on someone's clothes or Mm. whenever I smell that smell in a room or something like that in a backyard or something, I immediately get this uh, recall to to when I was having panic attacks to several things through that time. Mm. So they say smell is the greatest thing that will send you back to a memory and it's 100% sure. Like if you ask me about some times in my life when I was 14, 15 or 13, 14 and uh, I I could not recall them but the minute I could smell that I remember a moment Mm. like Mm. a deja vu moment.
1: That's so true about smell because it wasn't too long ago, a few years ago that I went into a dressing room after a game And the smell Of the Denkerab of, of the denkarab, of The, the, the sweat the, It just brought back All the memories of Yeah of, It really hit me Like what I'd what, I, what it used to be On a weekly basis That smell You know Because yeah. it's hard To replicate that Yeah that, that, that smell That locker room You know Type type smell yeah. what, What's the biggest thing You've been nervous about
0: What's the biggest thing I've been nervous about Yeah Um Did, did I get that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Oh. Do you want to stop? We'll,
1: um, cut, we'll cut in and out. Just take your time.
0: I did I did think of something. That was... Uh, what was it? You, you're going to edit this, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a really good answer for this and I forgot about it. Oh what No worries. This? We, we don't need to put that, that one in. What about... What's the lesson that's taken you the longest to learn? I think the lesson that's taken me the longest to learn, without a doubt, um, is everything is grey. You know, like, you think in life that you can live by a certain creed, you can live by a certain uh, statement, you know, like you say, um, you know, I'm always going to be loyal to my mates, you know, I'm always going to... Be this in my life. This is how I live. I'm never taking a backward step in life. I'm never going to do this. And people that go, you know, I've I've got no regrets in life. You know, I look back and I wouldn't have changed a thing. Man, I look back and I change so much. Really? I look back and I, you know, and and you and you get through life and you think that you're going to approach every situation and not take a backward step. But the gray area is that. A lot of times, it's wise to take a backward step. You know, yep. a lot of times it's wise to to to, um, to step away from a, a quarrel that's not got you. You're not involved in. It's wise to, you know, maybe the answer should be wisdom. But but everything, to me, every time I think I've got a handle on something in my in myself, something comes along and challenges my thoughts on that, and and I just think like, you know. That's great. Everything every decision you make, you have you, got to, you've gotta shuffle it. You've gotta you gotta realise in life that I can't just live by by that all my life. I can't it's it, you know what I mean? Like
1: Things change, things evolve. Things change yeah, and, they do. and
0: your decisions have to change. Yeah. Your your wisdom has to change. Your 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 mindset must be flexible. Yes. And um, if it's not, you're probably not handling the situation the best but that
1: comes with age don't you think where you you know you get time to reflect and I th- you know I think you're being a bit hard on yourself like you changed so much because you, at the time you did the best with what you had the information you had the, the yeah. wisdom you had at the time do you know what I mean you, you've lived a fantastic life you know so it's yeah. like it, you've, you've helped a lot of people you've done there's so much good that's, that's come from your life you know yeah. I hope you don't look back
0: and think oh no, I don't. I you don't know. look back with any regret because a lot of the things that I I did wrong, I learned from, and that's why I, I just think if I'm going to learn one thing, is that every situation that comes at you, you, you gotta you gotta massage your thoughts because if you think that you know I could make my decision up in the twenties to, to be like this for the rest of my life, this is how I live my life, no matter what, you know. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be flexible. You have gotta. You got to see a situation and and, and and maybe change what you did the last time. Absolutely. How you handle it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great, mate. Thank you so much. And you know, we um we 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 love those these type of questions because it does get you know you, we just spitball a bit, but it does get to you know. I didn't know all this stuff about you to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> especially the Genghis Khan. That threw me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I hope I did a good job of pretending I knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do more reading. Now, mate, we, we, let's talk a bit of sport because we just had uh, the grand final not so long ago. And you're still watching the game. You, do, do you get do you get to any games? And you know, long illustrious career with the Dragons, you know, Western Reds, and then St. Yeah, I, I I
0: haven't. I didn't get to any games this year. Obviously, um, of course, but, yeah. Uh, like. Um, we used to go quite a bit And we'd just sit on the hill With my kids You know They, they loved it And mm. um, Especially when the Dragons are playing Cronulla You know It was a great game To go on and- <laughs> I remember one time We went to Endeavour Oval Or whatever it's called now And The Sharks scored An early try And then they just Kept on scoring <laughs> It was like Fifty nil or something like that, and I go. That's the last time we're coming here, kids. <laughs> no, but um, oh, those,
1: those games are. Like, I mean, the, the rivalry. I remember when I, when I moved to the Sharks and my first game against the Dragons at, at a packed Jubilee Oval, <laughs> and Darren Tracy picked me up and just dumped me, and I actually was concussed for the rest of the game. And we we did win the game, I think. Um, but at, at the Leeds Club. Um, Corey Pearson came up to me and, said, and he had this big stitch across his face and he said oh thanks mate I said what happened he goes yeah right and I said what, what are you talking about he goes you elbowed me in the, in the I said what and then I rang my coach and I said did I elbow someone and he goes yeah yeah you did mate you're, you're going to be in a bit of trouble <laughs> <laughs> I think I got four weeks <laughs> and I cannot remember Playing the game, wow! That's the that's the thing. Was obviously, before all these rules came in, mm. but those games, were, they were tough games. Saints oh. and Cronulla, like it was
0: <laughs> unbelievable. That, you know, and you wanted to win them. You wanted. They were yeah. so important to you.
1: Yeah, I remember Peter Gow, of course. Who was he was the uh, chairman of the club, and he would come in before every Sharks and Saints game, and and he'd, he'd bring out a diagram of where the southern shire is where st georges and if we don't win we're going to get eaten up in the new world of rugby <laughs> yeah. league and he was half right actually because because in the end saints did did you know obviously merge us. so so you know he he was he had a, a great vision of the fact that they, that it's going to str- we're going to struggle with as many teams in the competition yeah. that's that's what he 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 always believed and he was actually
0: he was right i i really enjoyed this season I think this is the best season for really? probably 20 years. Only wow, because of why? the new rules. Oh, when yes, whenever, yes. The six again was good. Whenever I watch games of the 90 before, do you remember it came unlimited in a change? Yep. I mean, that changed the game forever to me. Yeah. But before that, you know, there was – the game was so continuous. It didn't have the video refs. so it didn't have a two-minute stop every time, you, every time someone scores. I remember one time – I think it was Cooper Cronk scored a try, and he said to the ref, "No try, no try." He wanted to; he was held up over line. He wanted to get back and play the ball quickly, and the ref goes straight to the video. Oh no, we'll go to the video and have a look. And he's going, "No try, sir. No try. It's not a try. I'm not claiming it." And he still went to the video. The stoppages in the game have changed it because players now; it's not so much an aerobic game like when we played. You know, when we played, there was massive. Guys in second grade that couldn't keep up with the flow of the game yep. Couldn't keep up with the intensity of up and back And it would just seemed to free-flowing game Whenever I watch a game of the 90s I can sit down and watch the whole game yep. you know, and, and Even if a team that I don't like is playing but, but then it turned into this, this Because there were so many stoppages in the game got, The players got bigger and stronger And, and um, they never sort of, I don't think Ever sort of seemed to be in any sort of fatigue situation so it became a, an arm wrestle and, and I struggled. I've been struggling the last few years. And now they've changed the, the interchange down a bit, the six again. It, it seems like it's so much better to watch. It's such a better product.
1: And did you watch the grand final? Did you have any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I, man, I know Melbourne are, you know. So good. They're so good. But they tend to... You know like the, the very thing about the game Is that They're making rules To make the game flow To make the game open up To score yeah, they're, the always to <laughs> they're always pushing against that They're, so they're good always They're stopping that They're so good It's hard it? to watch Even watch even
1: their trainer When he came on During the grand final For that head knock Which had happened and Then they stopped They stopped yeah. the game When that When And then that benefited on the line Yeah considerably Melbourne the they, they just They all know how to play it so well Yeah you know, strategically, they're they're a smart.
0: I don't know any club that's created more rule changes than Melbourne. Yeah, know? well,
1: well, you you know, I mean, I was part of the the game when actually, you know, the big uproar about the storm choking and yeah, stuff. It, was a, it was actually started a lot of it with with a tackle Cameron Smith made on, on me actually, yeah. and um, the, and he really had my neck good and yeah, it was it was to the point where, you know, you you kind of. You're really struggling to sort of breathe, and I got up and you know,
0: mm.
1: you know, and really ripped in and the penalty and so forth, and they took action after they 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 really took it seriously after after that. Yeah. And one of my friends passed out um, with a chokehold actually, um, and so yeah, there's, there's, it's you know finding their, your way through that because you just want to see, like you said, that that feet, the free flowing footy, because that's. That's when it's at its best. It's the best game in the world, you know, rugby league, when it's, when it's like that.
0: Unbelievable, yeah.
1: So you are going probably for, for Panthers, I imagine?
0: Oh, like everybody you know, I knew. <laughs> I, I couldn't find a Melbourne supporter. <laughs> Mate,
1: tell me a bit about... Yeah, we grew up the same clubs, Brighton Seagulls. How did, it, how did you, you know, from there progress to, to getting scouted and obviously making your
0: debut? Yeah, so I, I started rugby league when I was nine. I played soccer before that, um... And um, my dad was a bit of a country rugby league player. He loved it, loved it to, to the to the nth degree. And he, I was, I guess, I was always one day going to get, you know, pulled out of soccer and put a rugby league. And, and near, I lived near a park, Scarborough Park, grew up there. And and just down the road was, uh, it was actually further to walk to soccer training than it was to walk to footy training. And Brighton Seagulls were there. And one year, just um, started playing footy and. Um, Just enjoyed it immediately. Yeah, enjoyed everything about it. And, you know, those mates, that that first team that I played with, are still my mates today. Wow. Um, So that's how how good it is to be in a team sport. Um, And so when I was 17, I'd I'd made all the rep teams leading up, you know, under 14, Buckley Shield, all those rep teams with school, all the rep team made Australian schoolboys when I was 15. Um, and I was 17 years old. wasn't quite 18 years old. It, I was I was about two or three months away from being 18. And I remember we used to go to Colton Pub and have a couple of beers at 17. And one day, um, that
1: was a paper ID days. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah.
0: they wouldn't even ask you at oh, best, really? but paper oh. ID. Yeah, yeah. and you just pass it to your mates. You know. Yeah you know pass it you you'd get a check by a bouncer at a nightclub and then you just you know pass it back <laughs> i don't know if they cared, <laughs> you know um but um so the funny thing was we went there to play a bit of snooker we play a bit of pool and we weren't drinking alcohol or anything it was about uh lunchtime and it was around december i was walking out and and it was a must have been a saturday because the dragons played. so that when i was walking down the stairs all the dragons players started walking up they had a training session just finished a training session they were going to the pub to have beers we just had some soft drink and we were leaving to go i think we might have been going surfing and i'm walking out and i saw craig young with roy masters the dragons coach at the time and um i don't know what i just thought i'd be a bit cheeky. I'd go, G'day, Roy, like that. I said, like, even in that tone, Yeah, Roy, there you go. <laughs> and he looked up really quickly and he looked at me and he goes, Oh, g'day, mate. And then, and then he stopped and he thought, hang on a minute, oh, I know you, you know. And, um, and that's when I froze. Like, I, I was just being an anonymous pest, you know. Yeah. I, I, I was just being cheeky. And uh, he goes, what's your name? And I said, oh, uh, Mackay. And he goes, yes, I've seen you play. You're young. I was young, I was 17. And he goes, why don't you come down and train? And I've gone, really? Uh, he goes, yeah, come down. we just started pre-season training. Come down and train with the boys. No. And that's how it started for me. Wow. And so the next day I turned up and in my Dunlop volleys. And, um, <laughs> Which had no soul. They were <laughs> terrible on your feet. So I turned up in my Dunlop volleys. I know that because um, Billy, Billy Johnson had just signed with the Dragons from Canterbury. And my uncle was very involved in Canterbury at the time, Blue Mackay. He, was, he used to host the young guys coming down from the country and give them their family so they'd go and live with him, I'll not to build in a house sort of. yeah. with uh, 10 other young kids. Yeah, And uh, he, he hosted a lot of Canterbury great names. And Billy Johnson was one of them. And the first training session I turned up to, um, obviously my uncle rang Billy and said, oh, you know, my nephew's starting training with you guys. And then Billy rang my uncle back up and he goes, Mate, if you don't, if you don't buy him a pair of good runners, I will. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so next, next week, I think my old man bought me a pair of runners and uh, I started training. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life pre season training. Mm. Like, it was hard when I was 30. Yes, when I was done, fourteen years of it. Oh, yeah, it was hard (laughs) hard. Imagine being seventeen and never going through that pain in your life, and um, I I improved so much as a a, um, with fitness that three months that we did precess and training. So that's when uh, um, it was coming up to the uh, season, and they were happy for just me to train, and they were impressed, you know, but. It was. It wasn't until my uncle said, uh, "Why don't you come over and play for Canterbury?" And you know, my mate, my, one of the guys I spent a lot of best mates is um, uh, Bullfrog Moore. And uh, so Bullfrog rang me up, and he goes, "Well, i you fifteen hundred dollars a year." Wow. And I said, "Oh, thanks, thanks very much, Bullfrog. I'll um, I'll get back to you." So I went to the Dragons, and I said, "They're offering me fifteen hundred dollars a year." and and the dragon said, "We'll match it." So I should um, have said three grand. <laughs> oh, bro, <Brad>. know, <laughs> <Brad, hey>, mate. <laughs> Too honest, <laughs> I guess. Sure <Should've>. of.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, is that right, though? That's a, I didn't know. That's how it started for me. That's how um, it started. So then you, you went. At, was it seventeen? Did you start? Eighteen. Eighteen. That, that then.
0: was. Yeah, I turned eighteen in February. Yep. And that year, I played. I started in three first grade matches and I played 18, uh, 17 second grade matches and I think I only played a couple of third grade matches to start with.
1: Wow.
0: So I did, did pretty good the first year. and, and then uh, Yeah, so 18 I was running out on the field with, with guys like Brian Johnson who were my heroes, yeah. heroes, Brian Johnson, Mick Beattie. Wow.
1: Isn't that funny because Mick Beatty saw me play as a Brighton Seagull, Seagulls junior and said, I'm going to ring the club. And he rang the club, and that's how I got my first yeah, scholarship through time. Mick Beatty when I was a young kid. And then my first touch in first grade, I tipped on from a tap to Mick Beatty, and he made a half break.
0: Unbelievable! And I just
1: couldn't believe he was the guy that scouted me, and I ended up passing to him against Penrith, funny enough. And he made a half break from a from a tap. That was my first touch in first grade, and. Uh, it's just okay. crazy. Hey, you get to play. Hey, you're in awe of all these players, yeah. and then you're playing with
0: them. A year ago, before that, I was kicking a football. I was. Uh, I had three footballs at in Scarborough Park, and I'm just out the, out the oval, and I'm kicking goals. And so Mick Beatty and Brian Johnson they jogged past because Mick Beatty didn't live. He lived on the other side of Scar- Scarborough Park's a big park, and he lived over behind Renegade Primary School. And he, and he was jogging past, and I had this. I had three footballs, and one was so old it was more like a soccer ball, and I kicked it. And, and they picked it up Brian Johnson picked the ball up and Mick Beatty goes what's this ball this is you know I said oh just practicing with anything I got and they kicked the ball back to me I run home and told my mum one year later I'm playing first grade with him. That's, that's
1: amazing <laughs> it
0: was it was just uh, mind boggling I, I don't know how I did it
1: and that first, after that first year did you go back for a little contract extension Since yeah, you started, well, did you well, get a manager or yeah
0: uh, I think my second contract was five grand
1: wow okay
0: um And then I I, I over-exceeded that as well my second year because I started in first grade my second year. Uh, Ted Glossop was the new coach and he came up to me and he said, like, you're you're part of the plans of this club. So I'm letting you know that that position's yours until you lose it. Um, So you're a part of what we want to build here.
1: Wow, Ted yeah. Glossop, I remember I remember that.
0: He coached Canterbury in the 80s to, yeah. uh, I think, one premiership, maybe more. Um, and, and the Dragons... Roy, Roy had finished a long, illustrious career as a coach. Roy Masters went on to be a journalist. And then Ted Glossop came over, and, and we didn't have a good year. We had a very bad year, and then they sacked Ted Glossop and put um, uh, Craig Young, Albert, as coach, the third year.
1: Yeah, that's right, that's right, because I remember... My, my Brighton Sioux goals, Coach Harry Eden, who became my mentor and like father figure and even my manager, though he didn't charge me, which is very rare. Um, he, he took us to train with you guys, um, and Craig Young was the, was, was the coach. And I remember just thinking, all I remember was Craig Young, this play that he did down the blind side against, in, it, was, it was at Belmore Oval, he went, he went from the right to the left so quick, went down the blind side, threw a face pass, to the winger And, and scored And do you I remember God? going remember that, Do you remember I remember what going This God? is a front rower Who's passing like that Yeah It just encouraged me you now Because I used to pass a lot And everyone used to say Oh you're an oversized 5'8 You know Don't, you don't play like that You know, But I remember seeing him Pass like that And it was like
0: Wow Yeah
1: Did you remember that game well, I, I
0: actually I, think I remember that Like, I've got a vague memory of that Because I, I was playing in it Wow And um, I remember He took on uh, Ciro That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, Albert took on zero and I I don't know who won the game, but it was a good contest. I mean, I don't know who won that battle, but it was a good contest. I'll tell you a funny story about Craig Young. Um, I was 18. I was in the down-under bar at St George's League's Club and that only opened at 12 o'clock, the down-under bar. So I'm there with all of my schoolmates I didn't know who to stand with because here I am playing NRL, yeah, and all all the Saints boys are up the other end, and all my schoolmates and my my childhood mates are up <laughs> this end, and, and we, it used to be our regular. We used to be there Friday, Saturday night, Thursday night. We used to we used to be there. You know, um, I sound like I'm a big drinker, but I can only have about four before I'm under the, under the table. Anyway, I'm standing there with all my mates, and they they're like. And I, you know, um, hey, ARL player, first grade made your debut, hey. and then Craig Young walks past, him. and the players are walking past to go to the toilet, and and one of my mates goes, "Hey, it's Craig Young," and, and he goes, "Say hello to me, Brad," because they kind of they were riding this with me as well. Yeah, that's I, right. I couldn't believe I was playing first grade. Neither could they. <laughs> Even more so, they couldn't. <laughs> and um, I go, "Oh, Albert," like this, and he stops and he turns around, and I, I didn't know what to say to him, you know, because I'd never been in a social. I have a oh, very little social, yeah, um, yeah, like atmosphere with with the players. I've been at training months with them, and I've gone, oh, what do I say? What do I say? And, and for some dumb reason, the only thing I could thing I could say was, "Can I borrow ten bucks?" <laughs> <laughs> and if you know Albert, he's got the first dollar he ever made. <laughs> he was as tight as they come, Albert. And I've just asked, just. Randomly, like what? What am I doing? Asking him for money? I just asked him randomly. <laughs> ten bucks. Anyway, ten he bucks just looks at even me. ten
1: bucks now. I'd flinch at.
0: Little <laughs> <alone> back then. <laughs> he looks That's like a hundred now. <laughs> and, and he and he laughs like, like it's an inside joke. Like because everyone. You know, knows he's tight. Yeah, right. And, and and here's me, this plucky little guy who's played <laughs> one first grade game, <laughs> known him for about three months, and I'm in, I'm in on the joke, you know. <laughs> and he just walks away, he and just I've, just, I've just gone red with beetroot red with embarrassment, and I'm going on, oh, no, how can I ever face him again? He's the captain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so after he, so was he captain coach?
0: Oh, the third year he was. No, right. no, uh, he. He wasn't capped he, he, no. He'd retired Right, right I yeah. had retired, okay yeah.
1: and, then, and then And then Was it the Brian Smith era Then after that or? So
0: Albert coach For two years And um, 89 90 And we hadn't Had much success either Yeah um, Although I, I, You know I, I'd gone on to play Origin by that time And I, I, I don't know what it is These players think That it's hard to look Bad Hard to look good In a bad side I think if you Rip in I think it's easier to look good in a bad side.
1: Yeah, because that's how mate, that bloke every week. You just yeah, you know, I, you know in a side that wasn't yeah. Don't, when it, when when everyone's shining, like it's harder it's harder to get the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I that's found right. that in rep teams because though everyone was so good, I could <laughs> hardly get the ball. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have got like Andrew Johns, you got Lockie, you have got all these all these class players, and I'm calling for the ball. They're going, you don't yeah, get the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> way down the list, mate. <laughs> We'll call you for a hit up when you're in <laughs> I go yeah, if I can get back there, I'll, I'll try. But uh, so then I think I think Brian Smith did come in in the 90s. Then in, in he came in 91. Oh, 91, 91. was it? Okay, yeah, right, okay, yeah. And then there were obviously you just well established yourself by then, and you know obviously it's been documented that it was a bit of a rocky relationship with him. There was it? Was it from that from the outset? And
0: yeah, it was. He was my teacher at high school.
1: So oh, I thought I, oh, I was James stoked James
0: Yeah Right And I, I knew what he was like At high school um, One day we were, we were at maths And the maths teacher Went sick And um, so, so he had to Fill in a shift And he came To our classroom and Goes right Everyone out in the oval We had two ovals At James Cook And he had a football And he had a soccer ball And he kicked the soccer ball Down the bottom field And he goes Rightio Wog's down there And he kicked the football The rugby league ball Onto the main oval and He goes Aussies down there Leave me alone. Oh, really? <laughs> Wogs and Aussies, leave me alone.
1: Well, I mean, obviously it's different times now, so it's like you couldn't say that
0: now. <laughs> But no one took offence. No, it was no, not no, like, you know, no, no. I know they couldn't wait to get down there with their soccer ball, and we couldn't wait to get out and play touch footy. You know, <laughs> we were, instead we we're doing maths, the algebra. Nah.
1: but did but, he did he offer you the co-captaincy with Mark uh, Coyne? Was that did. right? I'm just trying to remember.
0: He did, and um, you said no. You, one of my biggest you... regrets in life. Yeah. He's, uh, he said, uh, no, one, no team in the world, no team in At that AFL or rugby league had co-captains. That's right, that's right. And uh, I think my words was, uh, I didn't want to be, um, like, I didn't want to dilute or decaf coffee or something like that. I, yeah, no, right. no, I'm either captain or I'm not. I, I couldn't see it working. And, I, and it was one of the biggest regrets, man. Yeah, I should right. have said yes. I should have been humble and and, resp- and, and, and thankful.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, but as you said, it was a different time because it was, um, you know, that we, you'd never heard of that. You'd no. never heard of that at all. Oh, I didn't
0: have a good relationship with Brian. I, yeah. I like to enjoy training. I like to, and Brian was so serious and, and made, made a lot of things very hard that shouldn't have been.
1: I guess, I guess there's different sort of, you know, as, as you go on, you know. I, I see coaches now mucking around with plays in the team and I go, I never had that. With any of my coaches, and no, no, like there was always an authoritarian style of of, yeah. of coaching where, you know, you, I don't know, it was just I think it the late nineties like was that. different.
0: When when I'm a, when I'm a kid, like when you're at park footy and you're on the field and you go like, if there's nothing left to play for, you go, let's play for the coach. You know, he comes down, he does it for nothing. Let's play for the coach, and the coach kind of becomes another figure in your life. Though. Yeah. I think they say when young boys, because I'm, I'm, I'm the parent of, of two young boys and you've, you've got one very young, and they say they, they have two main figures in their life and one all, mostly is their father and they'll, they'll take on another figure where, where you know they uh, respect and um, look up to mentally. And, and to me that was always their footy coach. Mm. And so I always had this feeling that I was always playing for the coach. In a funny kind mm. of uh, primitive way, I was still—I was a grown man—but I always wanted to impress the coach. I, that we had this connection that, you know, he's the—he's—he's he's telling us what to do, and I'm going out and trying to do it. And and when Brian came along, it was that was not there. That was it was removed, and uh, and I, I felt a little bit like it was—I um, was constantly in, in boot camp, mm. and. Um, the, the fun seemed to drain out of it. I had trouble getting up, motivated to get the training all the time, even though I did it. Um, and I just think the enjoyment was was lost. and and I, I did it for four years, and then while he was there, and then he signed an extension to his contract, and that was the same year the new clubs were coming in preseason, and I'm just going, I don't know if I can last two more years, you know. Mm. I love the Dragons with every fibre in my body. I was born in St George Hospital. I played every junior rep team. You know, I, I, the Jubilee Oval was hollow turf for me. You know, whenever I run out on there, it was special every week. No was matter special. Why, it was special yeah. to me. Um, when I was a kid, we got to play one game there. It was a grand final every year. And it was like, this is where my heroes run out. They, they get changed in this dressing shed. Um, and so, you know, um, it was, a, there was a lot to drag me out of there and, yeah. and, but, but I, it was either that or it was either find somewhere where I can, oh, well, I can enjoy myself or was, or it was put the boots up.
1: And did you find that in, in, in the like Western it, Reds when you, when you moved there?
0: Well, I, I kind of found it everywhere I went after that. You yeah. know, right, like yeah. I, I think, um, you know, like all the coaches I had after that were, were in every in, in certain respects I mean you know You don't agree with everything That they do It's like a boss at work right? No of course yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. the
1: synergy's not right eh? It's That's just not right You know it's, it's not there And you can't force well, it I'm trying to be explain. political correct No know? I know I'm trying to be nice Of course yeah, 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 I was
0: just, I was just hating it Everything I was hating yeah. everything yeah. I was hating getting a train And I was hating going to play And, playing. Um, and uh, it was time to go
1: <laughs> Yeah it was time to go That's right and
0: then, and then he didn't finish The second year of his contract so, if I had a stayed one more year, it would have been Are sweet. You, you have been I could have put right. up with one more year if I know there's only one to go.
1: Yeah, right. But That was because uh, we lost the 93 grand final. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's I think about. Do you still think about. Every grand final, I still think about that grand final, to be honest with you. I still think about what a freakish day it was from the second tackle. I love
0: your story about you waking up and seeing me getting to Clive Churchill and thinking we'd won the grand final. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, because love I, that story.
1: I, I literally was. I was in the, it was the second, second tackle, you you kicked off, it was a good kick and it was deep and then me and Barney, Dave Barney, we, we really went hard on Glenn Lazarus for the second tackle, I think you made the first tackle, I think you did actually, you chased and then we did the second one, we really drove him back but I just knew something wasn't right after it and then I looked at my, I started limping for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember limping and I then I looked at my thumb and I just, I knew it was all over but yeah, then I went, obviously, in the ambulance and I, I tried to get the, the, the nurse's phone number in the ambulance because I was on the happy gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just lost this. I'd met Tina Turner five minutes before this. Do you know what I mean? We were met, It was just, and then Mark Coyne tore his quad and I went to hospital and basically they said, oh, you, you know, you could lose your thumb. You've got to do microsurgery and wow. woke up and all I remember was you, thanking God, and... Um, that had a big impact on me, getting the, the Clive Churchill. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, like, well, I think we've won. But then my brother came in and said, no, we'd, you know, we'd lost. And, uh-huh. But I, I remember you thanking God. And, uh,
0: you know, I was a brand new Christian then. I didn't know what to say. I, it, I just it was wanted so good. to say thank you. Yeah,
1: you. I think you made a pact, didn't you, with God or something you well, said?
0: Well, I kind of said before the game, you know, I never prayed to win because that's lame. You know? that's like, he's not going to favour one side or the other. And I said, God, if you, if I get the Clive Churchill today, I'm going to honour you in front of it all. Wow! And um, and we lost the game, and I remember standing there going, Oh, well, I don't have to thank God in front of the whole crowd. <laughs> you don't know, do I don't I. <laughs> what a great attitude! <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm it joking. wasn't, it wasn't. Yes, really no one, one said good.
1: it. No one had said it really. No one had. You know, mm. I remember Tony Casado. I'd, I'd heard was a person of faith, a, a little bit. I mean, I'm a genuine person of faith, but, um. But no one with your with a prof, the profile that you had had and, um, you know, grateful for Tony and for the seeds he planted, but no one with a stage like that had ever mentioned mm. anything about God and that started something.
0: I look back and I say, like, it was lame, like, the no, way I said it. I it wished wasn't. I had it,
1: no, it wasn't. said a,
0: a, a little bit more.
1: Well, to a bloke in a, who, who was in the hospital bed seeing like, for me, you were one of my childhood heroes and I got to play with you and, and seeing you, thank God, was a catalyst for me because then and then a few years later when I was having some relation problems, you know, we, we actually the following year actually you started taking me to a Bible study and uh, no, it started helping me in that. No, in let that me process. tell you a story about.
0: Let me tell you a story about. So about training and you know that I'm a Christian. you well, you don't actually. I didn't. I didn't actually go and tell everybody when I when I decided to become a Christian, but it got out. I told a few people, that I, and I knew it sort of spread around. And you come to me one day in the train, in the dressing sheds. You put your bag down. You go. So, Brad, about God, yeah. And you asked me a question, and I said, and I and I remember having a, a really good conversation and you, a, 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 a very short conversation. I remember you sitting there and you nodding your head, and then you walk off. And the next training session, you come up to me, you sit down and you say, Brad, what about ta-da-da? And you'd ask me another question. And then you'd you'd, you'd think about it, you'd sort of nod your head, you'd stand up and you'd you'd walk off in thought. And then I remember hearing a story about you, Jason, and no one knew it, but you used to go in and feed the homeless people in the city. And I remember saying to you, Jason, mate, I hear some amazing things that you do, but that the very thing—it's not going to get you to. to, It's not going to be get you to heaven, mate. This is the at works won't get you there. It's a faith in God, and and a relationship with His Son.
1: Mm, I remember that.
0: And you didn't speak to me for I reckon three weeks, man. Really? You got up and you were uh, you were offended. You were offended because that idea was very
1: foreign to foreign to me. It was very. Like yeah. it was because I really grew up. By the way, I was going to church every week. I've been to church every week You're uh, a for the whole. Yeah, what well, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm grateful for that upbringing too. But um, but I I'd, I'd never. It was never really taught that it was faith that really. You know, I always thought, well, you try and be the best person you can. You believe in God, and and that's that's the ticket. The golden, the Willy Wonka golden <laughs> ticket. You're <That's> in. It. <laughs> but uh you know i it was it was really um uh co- confronting to me the fact that I know, you know you, you went did. you yeah. went on to explain that actually well if 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 what we did if we were you know everyone trying to be a good person, which is great it's admirable, but if that was enough, then really then Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, probably didn't really have to do that no. because we're good enough we're we're doing the best we you know we're doing the best we can, but actually him dying on the cross he went on to explain was literally like a a statement of our heart and it's the sinful nature of of every single one of us I I believe Mm. and you, you started to I can't remember not not speaking to you, but it does, it does make sense. So you though. used
0: to sit next to me. You used to come and sit. You, you just you, you, you put your bag over the other side of the dressing chairs and you come and sit next to me and ask me a question, and then you just ponder it for a second, nod your head, and then walk off. And I'd have a little chuckle. I, I and think then you used to do that for like probably three, four weeks. And sometimes you miss a training session. And then I did that. I told you that, and you didn't come near me for a month. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> after I
1: said um, I asked you? What about the ladies? Oh, my <laughs> ladies, mate! <laughs> what How do I please t- my ladies? <laughs>
0: Which and, I'm very and, and embarrassed about. For the about. listeners out there, Jason mm. used to be very he used to have the gift of the gab. He he always It wasn't have. looks
1: it wasn't look like my son Presley's I've gotta say, he's, <laughs> he's 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 got the, he's he's got my wife's looks thing thank goodness. But 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 I did right. use to talk. Because because when I was young I was really big. I was really I was quite overweight and so I would always be trying to talk, you know, trying to talk talk yeah. and talk well.
0: <laughs> you always had a Gorgeous girl under your arm, mate. And every week there was a new one. But you <laughs> know, Brad, that was,
1: that, was, that was like, for me, that was part of my identity. And mm. it was something that needed to be deconstructed. Because wor- I always tied my worth to a girl. And, uh, you know, which, which it's, it's a, like a false, it, it props you up in, a, in life, I guess. But it's, it makes you feel better about yourself. But actually, if you're tied to, to that, it's, that's very movable. Do you know what I mean? Because what happens when they're not there, and what happens when you you know if, yeah. if the, it's 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 very superficial, you know.
0: It is, but but I was, but I was like right nineteen. They, nine. they were pretty, man. Oh, they, were pretty, they, were <laughs> they were gorgeous, <laughs> mate. I used to go, oh, right. like, What's he got? I know. I know. Talk and Nothing rubbish. And that,
1: well, <laughs> well, let's be honest. I mean, you were. I didn't want to say you were batting above your average back there, but but. Joe was Joe was quite a stunner. She was she reminded me of Kylie Minogue, who I'd already had a crush on, and I remember thinking, Wow, she's just a beauty! But she was a she was a beautiful person. Yeah. And how did you guys meet?
0: Down Underbar. bar. I take that back. Down I didn't think bar, she was there.
1: So, so she was on the this. you So she was on this journey of, of faith, and you weren't.
0: So her father was an alcoholic who went through a um, alcoholics anonymous and. Through that, it's not christian It's Christian based, AA. I yes, believe, yes, it is. Yeah, but not. You know, um, maybe back then it was more Christian based. Maybe now it's not so much. I, 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 don't know. But he, he was exposed to the to the church through that, and then she, and then and then his Joe's mum did become a Christian through the Salvation Army, and and so did she you know and but when we met none of us she wasn't walking in the faith anymore you know right? she'd fallen away and um, and, and I was by far not a Christian I actually had a very probably low opinion of, of the faith in a way you know what I mean like I yeah. I thought it was a weakness to, to pray you know and um why, why do you need to pray about something you can control yourself? Just get out and try harder, or something like that, was my theory. And it wasn't until um, we had a conversation, and I was going away on the kangaroo tour in um, 1990 for three months, for two and a half months, you'd go wow, away. Wow, wow. And um, I went to her, and I, I, I said, Well, I'm going away for two and a half months. She goes, When you get back, I want to get this side of my life. I, I have, in the past, I was a Christian. And I want to be that again yeah. And, um, and I, I was like What does that mean You know Like I'm yeah. a Christian too And she laughed she said, You know what the f- you know, Wouldn't know the first thing About being a Christian And that's all that That conversation And I go <laughs> Yeah right. uh, And that's as far as That conversation went But I did actually Really think about that And I'm thinking What, what, what is a Christian what, Okay what, what does it mean well, I thought I was. And, um, I went to you know uh, Sunday school. My mum even taught it. And so when I got back from that tour, um, the, finally the first year our club had ever got a chaplain. And um, I, I found that out somehow because uh, I didn't really see him around. He seemed to be one of the quiet guy who stood there training with 20 other people who stood around and didn't say much. And... Um, Got his name. I rang him up. I said, Look, I just, I don't, I'm not going to become a Christian. I guarantee you that. Wow. Guarantee you. But I want to, I actually want to learn about what it is. What, what do you guys, I think my words were, What do you guys on about? You know? And he goes, Come up to my place. We'll, we'll work out a time and we'll do what this things called a Bible study. It was just reading, it was just going up and, and opening the Bible and talking about it, talking about the history about it, talking about and 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 what I discovered, and I did this for probably three months, might be longer and, and what I discovered was that this 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 ain't no fairy tale this is this is mostly historical, like it actually happened because in those days they had scribes who would just write everything down, that was their job, mm-hmm. and so they'd write stuff and and, and it was letters written to somebody so they would, one book of the bible would be a letter written to the corinthians and from from one of the prophets and and another book of the bible would just be a history about the israelites and all this kind of stuff and i was amazed at um how it was like not not this just this hairy fairy fairy tale thing and and i, I was still like he goes well. Mate, you know, after a few months, he goes, mate, that's about all I can teach you. If, you, if, if, I, if I, I'm just sort of going over stuff again if we keep going with this. And, and I said, okay, thanks. I, I, I'm still not going to become a Christian, but I really have enjoyed spending time with you. I really enjoyed spending, um, talking, etc. cetera. And, and, by, and I said, by the way, I, do you mind if I come to church? I'll just hear what you have to say. And that, actually that happened at the start. So I was sneaking into church and listening to the church service and then sneaking out before the end of it. You know, I didn't want to get caught up talking to people. didn't want to be seen going to church. And, um, and then one night I just remember uh, I was there and I was convinced. I was still convinced I'm not going to become a Christian. And this guy came in and he started singing and, and, and started praying. And I just thought, you know what, I, I'm going to take this leap of faith. I don't know where it's going to lead me. Wow. I have no clue where I'm going from this moment on, but I knew what I was doing when I did it. I knew how important it was, and I knew that if I became a Christian now, I would be a Christian for life. I would, well, I would try to be a Christian for life, and um, and, and and so I just got on my knees and I prayed. I prayed that God would come into my life and He would be like my father, my spiritual father. He sees everything I do. He, he he knows everything I think and say, and I'm answerable now. Mm. So I answer to him, and that and that's that's in essence the Christian faith. It's not so much like that. I go and do things, or that I'm super polite to people, and. Um,
1: but yeah. did anything happen in? in the, because I remember when I made that decision, and you were a really big part of me making that decision. I actually there was a peace that came over me, and so a lot of people do some people do experience that. Some people, they just go, oh, no, I just made the decision and maybe, you know, but did anything happen?
0: In I, I you? I'd 100% say, yeah, it, you, you do get this peace of mind. You get this confidence in life. You get this hope. You get hope, mm. you know. And um, you know, I've read books where they say we've got to crush their hope because it's, the it's the most motivational thing in life is hope. Mm. And you see the people, like, the the suicide rate, is 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 unbelievable? Mm, it's uh, and you go, well, is it yeah. is it because there's very little, you know, hope? Uh, they they obviously feel hopeless. That's why mm. they mm. they 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 take that final plunge and just go. I'm ending it. Like if they, yeah. I wonder if they had a Christian faith, if they had hope, if they knew this wasn't the end, maybe they would. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a whole. I know there's. Having read a little bit about it, I know there's a whole heap of circumstances in that 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 specific sa- case of suicide, but I do think like 100 percent we're dealing with a a generation that's that's needing hope, that's looking for hope, and and you know I think I think what your faith does is it does answer the the question. I do. you know I look actually this morning I just went and bought my wife a coffee and I was talking to a guy and and you know. Uh, his brother just passed away, and and um, I know as a, as a as a Christian, I have I have hope in the afterlife of where of where I go. We go into a it's unseen, but for us, it's very real. And that to live with that assurance about the next the next realm is also something that's it's very comforting to me mm. that this isn't it. Do that's you know what it. I mean? That this isn't it because
0: uh, they they said in, in America in the fifties that the Americans had just been through two world wars and suicide, youth suicide was nothing. It was not a blimp. No, it was rarely heard of. And then they, they got religion out of schools in the 50s. They started getting it. They started banning it and, and just shoving it out. And then by the 70s, this, well, they'd just come through two world wars, but by the 70s, youth suicide was, was starting to climb um, alarmingly wow. and, and look at it now. And wow. it's pretty much the same thing, you know. You can't have it. scripture teachers, you can barely get them, get someone to do scripture teaching in school. And, and if you're not, there's, there's a teacher looking over their shoulder saying, don't tell you the word hell.
1: Yeah, know? right, right. That's right. And so with, with, had, your, had your wife, um, when you came back from the tour, has she solidified her faith? Or was she, was she very much going on the journey with, um, with you?
0: Yeah, she, she started going to church to the Salvation Army with her parents. And while you were away. While I was away and... And um
1: so sort of reignited her. Yeah. So stage. she
0: she had gotten the ball going again and yeah. and um and so we were still we were still girlfriend we were still dating. We weren't we yeah. weren't married at any yeah. stage then yet.
1: So fast forward a little bit, you marry Joe, you know, everything's you have beautiful kids and and then, you know, she's struck down by this by this illness. You know, yep. tell us about that that whole
0: well, it just finished, Perfect. just retired from footy um, in England. I went to England to play for one season. For Bradford, yeah. For Bradford, Bradford Bulls, yeah. Bradford Bulls. We did a very successful season. We won the Challenge Cup and I think we come third in the normal comp. Matty Elliott was the coach, an old teammate of mine. That's wow. why I went there. I didn't know that. Yeah, He's right. a good coach, mate.
1: Is he? I think Saints are going to benefit so from him. Yeah, they yeah. will.
0: Uh, you know, he. He, he went a bit deepak chopper in the end, yeah. but, um, and, it, and, it, and it probably cost him his job. I mean, but but yeah, if he could just if he could just get into footy and just the analysis, he and the was motivation, great. He yes. he should be coaching again one day. He's amazing. Well,
1: well he is. I know he is just one of the, the. I think he's the forwards coach. I do believe at Saints for yeah, next year. As long, the, as long as uh, Peter Gentle is yeah. a, a great guy. Um, so I've got hope for the Dragons there But he was great When, when I was at Dragons He used to come in And um, be like a forwards mentor And he used to He was so good Because that was so new to us Getting feedback at half time From a personal coach Type yep, thing yep. And he was his demeanour was, was excellent but, So he um,
0: had this I think he's got the brains Of a Brian Smith yeah, Because right. I forgot to mention that before. I mean, Brian Smith was the smartest coach I've ever had. Oh, tactically brilliant. Tactically yes, analysing the other team, analysing your team, weaknesses, where to play. Oh, he was, he was, yeah. He was way above his time. He was, he
1: time. was. Yeah, yeah, he was.
0: But uh, I just finished with Bradford and um, got home and uh, I had a two-year contract there, but I, 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 I took a gamble on trying out for the Fire Brigade, New South Wales Fire Rescue. And um, I wasn't by any chance in... Because I used to ring them all the time They go, well, stop ringing us you know, We, we haven't decided like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going, but I've got to you know, I've got to make a choice Whether to go back to England and play another season in RRL Or, or retire and, and hopefully get in And I thought, well, we can't tell you all right. So I had to make a gamble and retire anyway And I was lucky enough to get in But not long after that um, Jo had a lump on her breast She thought it was we just had a baby Um, One year old, she thought it was just a fatty tissue thing. Yeah, from from breastfeeding. Yeah, which goes good. Yeah, and um, it was stage three breast cancer. Wow. And she was thirty two. Wow. And thirty three. Sorry. And it was it rocked my world, man. Mm. It rocked. And um, but all the time, you know, we we stayed positive. We stayed. We went to the the, um, the the doctor, the specialist, and he said, "Okay, if you have this kind of chemo, you have this kind of surgery, and you have this radiation, you have a seventy-six point five percent chance of getting through." And he actually put it on the table. He said, "If you want to go exploratory surgery, you'll have uh, a less chance. If you want to, uh, sorry, a less chance, a less chance, uh, fifty or something. If you want to." Um if you want to go conservative, you'll have a less chance as well. But we, this is the the roadmap we think we should take. So we had to sit there and gamble on. Wow. <laughs> one of the, one of the one of the things we had to do. And so we went we went along that track, and um, you know she just got worse and worse, quicker and quicker. And um, I remember. She, we had a friend down our way at Stanmore Park and he was a, he was a doctor, he was a GP. He was a good, good guy, good mate. And he used to come around and just say hello and have a cup of coffee and one day he came around and, and Joe was as white as you can be and, and he goes, you pull me aside now, Brad, you've got to take it to the hospital. And I said, OK, all right. Then we ran the, rang, rang the ambulance up and um, she went to St George Private Hospital she went to a public, and then moved over to the private hospital because we were we had we were private elf, and um, she passed away two days later in that hospital in my arms. Oh,
1: Bro, you know, I just, you know, I, you just you can't, you can't, you know, you just can't. I remember when it happened, and it was just, you know, I was actually I, I was in tears for that. I was in tears for a long time. Actually, I, had a, I couldn't stop crying at, you at the, but I was thinking of you, and just thinking, how did you? Get through That time You know
0: I think I think the first I think With the first kids. couple of weeks Is With just adrenaline um, And Like I had so many people Like you Jay Yeah I, I felt like I was I wasn't alone Yeah You know I had so many people um, w- w- Wishing me well Dropping meals off um, Offering to babysit Offering things It was probably um was amazing mate It was was a, a time where I just I felt I felt I felt like uh, I wasn't alone but I think about a month later I was um, down at Stanwell Park and I was walking along the beach and I had my one year old in a backpack I had my daughter in my arms holding carrying her she was only four and my son six and he was I we we oh, had his by the hand and, and we were walking we went for a walk on the beach and we were walking back home and a storm came, and and I think it just hit me. And you know, a storm came up really quickly, and I just been felt overwhelmed. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, got him home. I got him to bed, and I think I just fell on the ground. I didn't, you yeah. know, I, th- I didn't I didn't cry much, as in just cry. I think I wailed every mm. now and then, mm. and. Uh, you know what I mean I felt alone I felt Oh mate I felt Just alone You know I felt it was overwhelming And Yeah You know Then a couple of nights later My daughter goes So uh, at dinner t- At bedtime She goes I miss mummy Oh How old was she? Four Four And uh I said I miss her too And she goes You get me a new mummy dad? Oh wow And so That uh, you know Yeah and that hit home again, and um, I was always worried about my eldest boy, though he never showed much emotion. You know, he, never, he 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 took it. I felt like he took it too well. The Angus. Angus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but um, he, he, he's twenty-five now. <laughs> and is so.
1: it, have you have he talked about it since?
0: Uh, we talked about it then. You did know, you? We yeah. talked about it at length, and mm. I, I held nothing secret to them. I didn't mm. I held my emotions. They saw it raw. They knew that it was all right to cry and feel it. And uh, you know, they saw me going through it. We went through it together. Mm. Mm.
1: So, um, did you, were you angry with God? Did you? How did you?
0: Ah, oh, man. No, I mean, I, I had good counsel. Yeah, good people I'd listen to, and you know stuff just happens. It does happen, yeah. You know I don't I don't know why. You know yeah. you, you pray to God, and sometimes His answer's no. That's true. So, yes. you know you can't just pray stuff and it's going to happen for you always on the it doesn't on the right, good. No. no, it doesn't. You no, know, no, not at all. And um, uh, yeah, what happened happened. I think I was just uh, thinking about after that. Okay. Um, I've got kids to raise, so I'll do the best I can. Wow. And, um, Just no, but I, I never shook my fist at God. It wasn't a time for that. It was mm. a time to lean on him.
1: Yeah. a so that's, that's amazing because I, I, you know, I know it's tempting. A lot of people do run from the very one that can help you, you know, during those times instead of leaning in. It's the best. like it's one of the best. Decisions you've you've ever made, you know, you've yeah. talked about decisions and stuff. I like mean, if, if
0: I was not a Christian, then I would have been angry. I would have been drunk. I would have felt oh, this is I know this is me. I know I'm not saying yeah. everybody else should do this. Or no, was it? no, no, no. I would have been angry. I would have been shaking my fist at everyone, everything, doctors, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I there was there was no need for any of that. I mean, mm. it was tough. It was hard, and, it, and and it was it it took a while. To wash through You know
1: Do you ever think of that moment Where you Where you'll see
0: her again Um Yeah Yeah Yes and no Um I, I don't know What to expect mate You yeah. know I don't I actually Probably more no I I, I You know uh, That's why I say Life is grey You know mm. I I I bought a tombstone with two heads on it, with a double head on it, one mm. for Joe, and and right next to it's going to be one for me. Yeah, right. And down at Wombara Cemetery. Wow. Now, I'm 17 years into my second marriage. Yeah, with a wonderful... With, the, oh, with wonderful. the most amazing lady who I love just as much. Yes. You know, and for what she has done for me, mm. what, what do I do? Yeah. Oh, my my life is. You know I mean, about grey areas. Yeah. Because I promised that that was going to be my my where I would lie down next to next to my wife Joe. Yeah. Forever you know in 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 the ground, but now I've almost been with Tracy twice as long as I was with Joe. Yeah. How can I honour that first thing? Yeah. How can I honour that promise? Yeah. So you know. Yeah.
1: But in the in the scheme of it, in the scheme of it, because I often think if they could they could tell us from beyond, in that realm in heaven, if they could, like it was almost like Joe would say, "But don't worry about that. Oh, I'm here. I'm mm. here. I've made it. I'm mm. here." And it's like, "Don't worry about that. That's it's it. That's you know what I mean." Yeah. Because because it, it's in in the I don't I'm not meaning meaning to minimalise that situation at all, but I just know I just know when you're in the presence of God full time and nothing else nothing mm. nothing else is going to matter nothing that's right going to matter that's right and that's the hope I guess you, you know we, we have and she's, a, she's Tracy's just so you know like it's just it's, it's, for me that story gives a lot of hope for people who have, who have either been, maybe been through a divorce or they've or they've lost a loved one too that, that they can they can love again yeah and and you know and it's so special it's so special yeah. but that, Thanks for sharing that, mate. I really. Oh, it's
0: a pleasure, mate. Yeah. Um, it, I really. You know, I got a bit it. emotional in that, but. So, um, so Yeah. It is uh, life and it happened, and, you know, I don't mind talking about it. I don't talk about it every day. <laughs> no, <laughs> I talk about not. it maybe once a year, if that. <laughs> maybe not even that, but. Um,
1: mate, mate, look, to I me, mean, so we could talk for ages. I've got, you know, there's, there's so much more I to ask you, but I really feel it's a good place to sort of just. To, to sign off and, and thank you for your time But before, actually before we go Do you mind if I've got this game uh, It's a little bit true or false. I'm going to shift gears It's true or false you got to tell me you got to tell me a story I've got to decide whether it's true, true or not
0: Okay So when, when I was young My dad wasn't there for me that much But one time he, he took me rowing And I thought this is the greatest day of my life uh, he took me down to um, Gray's Point there, and we launched a canoe, and then we we paddled over to um, the the national park, and he said, "Like oh, you play on the beach for a while, I'm just going to go up to that. I'm just going to go up there and 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 do something up in the bush. And um, I'm playing on the I'm playing on the on the sand, and then I'm, I'm sort of thinking, well, what's Dad doing? So I walk up, and he's there planting marijuana plants in <laughs> the bush. Anyway, the next w- – I didn't know that at the time. I only realised that when I was 17 what had happened. But then the next time we went over there next week, we went rowing again. I said, this is the second best day of my life. That's taken me rowing. And we row over there and, and I make this noise. and the, but, but, but there was this other guy. rowing past on this boat, on this uh, canoe, and he looks up and sees us. Anyway, the third week we go over there, the plants are gone. And my man was, was really filthy on me that um, – I'd made that noise and that, that canoe had come up and stolen these plants and so we never went rowing again. <laughs> You've got, you get a very good poker face. I really don't... I'm going to say that's false. <laughs> yes. It's false. You know what it is? It's one of my mate's stories. Oh, really? <laughs> yes.
1: Of his dad? Of his dad, <laughs> of his dad yeah. Oh, and I, I've got to say because I've known your dad and he was pretty his <laughs> trades. <laughs> I,
0: I, I oh, so there you go. I mate. thought about that a story. I could tell a few stories. And, <laughs> that would that, be all yes. that would be all yes. You'd, but I'm thinking, no, I got to make. Oh. So I pinched a mate's story. <laughs> yeah.
1: Brad, thanks so much, mate, for your time. Pleasure and uh, you're, you're you're thank you for you know for for the influence you had on me uh, finding faith. I'll never forget it. Thank you also for because you're a sparky as well as a, a fiery and. You did a job for me about seven years ago and I still haven't paid you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, no,
0: I haven't. Oh, <laughs> so thank you for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> See you, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind
1: and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.